Hey listeners, this is Megan here with a bit of an explanation for where it is that we've been. Basically, the two of us ran into a combination of health issues, work issues, time issues that made it impossible for us to get together to record and impossible for us to really have time to edit. So we sort of put the podcast aside for a few months. We are starting it back up again, though. Um, And if you listen to this episode, you might notice that we are talking as though we haven't seen the first four episodes of The Bad Batch Season 2. And that's because at the time of recording, we hadn't seen them um, because we recorded this episode way back at the beginning of December. We're actually recording another episode today, so that episode should be out uh, within the next couple of weeks because work for me has finally calmed down, so I have time to edit now. But basically, I just kind of wanted to say thank you guys for sticking with us. Um, if you have, thank you for giving us the time of day. We, uh, neither of us are very adept at this podcasting thing yet. We're still trying to figure things out, but thank you very much for your patience. And I'm going to shut up now so you can just get to the episode. Bye. The cat has just walked up onto the microphone stand. And now he's sniffing like... He's sniffing like he's going to pounce. pounce on my face. And then he sits. <laughs> well, I guess I should have expected this. Hello and welcome to Topoka Transmissions, the podcast where we watch each and every episode of The Bad Batch and then break it down for you afterwards. I am one of your hosts, Megan, and with me, as always, is my sister and co-host, Becca. It's a me, Becca. Wahoo! <laughs> okay, was that better or worse than the wahoo that's actually going to be uh, in the Mario movie? Well, okay. The thing is, I actually, okay, I think, I think Chris Pratt is a good actor. I actually really, oh, oh the microphone yes. is here. I, I really, and no, I need to look over there. <laughs> we were talking about Lena Lamont. This is so saying. hard. We're both so used to talking with our hands <laughs> and our whole face. So we, so we're sitting on the floor with the microphone between us and we're like, okay, we got to talk to it. And I'm like, <laughs> anyway. Chris Pratt is a good actor, and I really liked him in Lego Movie. I thought he did uh, actually a really good job voice acting in that, because voice acting is difficult and a different kind of acting. But I, thus far, like, everything with the Mario Movie trailers that have come out, I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah, oh, cool, whoa. And then Mario opens his mouth, and I'm like, oh, it's like... (laughs) Weirdly enough, he sounds way too much like Rocket Raccoon for me, even though I know that's not the character that he plays. Yeah, like, and I know they're supposed to, it seems like what they're having is Mario and Luigi, they're they're two plumbers from Brooklyn or wherever, do, 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 and then they get plumbered through pipes to Mario Land, the Mushroom Mushroom Kingdom. Kingdom. Although I think Mushroom Kingdom is just a place in, it it feels like there's like two effort Maybe one effort is what <laughs> one, it feels like. One single effort. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be like sometimes you have trailers like Jin Erso for Rogue One who's like, I rebel. And it was like the worst. But then when you see her in the movie, it's like, whoa, she's really good. So maybe it's like that. Maybe. I hope.
So how are you doing? The cat's knocked over the eggnog. They are drinking the eggnog now. Oh dear, how much eggnog is knocked over? There was only this much left. It was oh. like the dregs, oh, okay. but they're... Okay, well that's fine. They were licking... Mary's got his... Mary's got his face in the eggnog now. <laughs> Non-alcoholic eggnog, so I guess there's that. So, if this is your first episode, why? <laughs> but then again, maybe maybe that's a good thing. Who knows? We're, we're, we have a new audio setup. We're hoping this works better. Because um, I know we've sounded like underwater potatoes a couple of times. But if this is your first episode, we are a couple of sisters who love Star Wars and who love Star Wars The Bad Batch. And we love talking about it. And this is just a show where we come on, we watch an episode, and then we sort of just dump about it for an hour and a half. Sometimes two. And there's soda, too. There is soda. Yeah, so we have soda talk at the beginning. We, we have a new soda we try. Because we love weird sodas. We do. And, and hate weird sodas, too. Yes, there's, there's a few that we've tried <laughs> in the past that we're like... <laughs> so we'll begin today... With, speaking of sodas. Oh, you want the soda talk? Soda talk. Soda talk. Soda talk. Okay. All right. Today we have <clears throat> Fenty Man. <laughs> Sorry, let me try that again. Fentiman's Botanically Brewed Traditional Curiosity Cola. Traditional Botanica. Botanican. <laughs> cola beverage with <laughs> herbal extracts. Exquisitely crafted. <laughs> the ingredients are. Carbonated water, fermented ginger root extract, oh. water, glucose, glucose syrup, ginger root, pear juice concentrate, yeast, beet sugar, caramel color, natural flavors, phosphoric acid, and caffeine. So I didn't see the pear juice before or the yeast. Now I'm a little worried. <laughs> All right. Well, here we go. Oh, it's the product of the UK. All right. Here's some ASMR. We probably shouldn't do that on a podcast. Hmm. <laughs> it's <laughs> strangely sour. Okay, so you were wondering a few episodes ago when I said that Moxie tasted old and you said, what does that mean? Yes, no. It's, it's kind of like this. It, it's kind of like this. It tastes like a soda you found in an antique shop. Like, it's weird because it doesn't taste dusty. It doesn't taste musty it's a just... forbidden antique shop yes in it's... the back <laughs> not in a fridge but in an ice box from around the turn of the last century mm-hmm. right and and, and it is weirdly sour like yeah i kind of like it i actually really like it i kind of like it but i kind of don't i don't know the, the thing is, let's say i have a regular coke also next to me but if i drink that then then i go back to the curiosity cola then i'll be like Ugh. so today yeah what will be taught we'll be what let me try that again <laughs> so today what will we be talking about today <laughs> well first did you have a wikipedia page of the day that you I wanted to do did. oh your phone funny. is right here <laughs> <laughs> see i don't feel too bad because Cause, Cause, I also listen to um, my favorite murder, mm-hmm. and sometimes they too are like, "Wait, where is this?" And then their cats <laughs> come on, and 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 their dogs, and and I'm like, "Oh, okay, it is fine." Except they're like professional podcasters, and <laughs> we're like <laughs> sitting on the floor <laughs> drinking curiosity. <laughs> so I've decided, actually, 
And this was Megan's suggestion, but it's a good idea. Now I'll be doing a Wikipedia page of the day that has to do with the episode we watched. Oh, I forgot my intro song. <laughs> so today's Wikipedia page of the day is Nuna, which is N-U-N-A, just in case, because at first I thought it was N-O-O-N-A. It is not. So the Nuna, commonly called swamp turkeys, were reptavian game birds native to Naboo. So this is, they're those little, so they're bipedal, little round potatoes with legs, basically. Imagine a frog with long legs that it walks on like an ostrich. Yes, and they're small, but round. Anyway, they're basically space turk, space, space chicken. Space frog chicken turkeys. Space frog chicken turkeys. Oh, apparently, uh, this is in sports underneath the Nuna. As a pastime, Naboo Gunkins were known to use Nunas in their bloated, agitated state for sport, kicking them around like balls. Nuna Ball would gain some interest in the rest of the galaxy after the invasion of Naboo. <laughs> Thus arose another cause of galactic emigration as Nunas were exported to many worlds to meet demand for Nuna Ball. On some worlds, Nunas were even raced in betting matches. In um, <laughs> Attack of the Clones, at the very beginning when Obi-Wan and Anakin go into the bar and you see on the right hand side there's the screens and there's pod racing and the other like cart something they're doing and there's little nunas racing oh okay uh-huh nuna ball sounds terrible it kind of the does. poor nunas like are they i mean my my curiosity which i didn't see it says it in its agitated state it gets, it's like bloated so is it like a puffer pig um uh, let's see. Do, do, do. Okay, when angered or agitated, the Nuna could inflate its body to a strikingly large size, similar to the coexisting gullipud. The gullipud. The gullipud. The gullipud. This is my favorite thing now. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> it's. Like, <laughs> I'm dying. It's like a slug. <laughs> With legs, four legs, and <laughs> very robust buttocks. That's a buttock. Okay, if you if you need a laugh, look up the gullipud on Wikipedia. And oh, it's, it's so cute. I want one. Anyway, oh, no, Mar- Mary, no. So that was the Wikipedia page of the day. Oh yes, they're also eaten. Um. In particular, you hear this in the Clone Wars episode, I can't remember, when they're on the floating Duchess Satine's barge, Mm -hmm. or ship, or whatever, and they're going, and the Ornfree Todd is there, and he's like, "Mm, roast Nuna legs. And that is Nuna. They eat Nuna. It's like chicken, but also turkey, but also a frog. So I wonder if you if you roast Nuna and halfway through you flip it over if all the juices from the fattier meats sink into the less fatty meats. Ooh. Like with the turkey. Like with the turkey? Yeah. Yes. Ooh, they might. Yes. What if smoked Nuna is any good? <gasps> I bet it's delicious. I bet I bet uh the Gungans have like extraordinary Okay, but wait. So the thing I was looking up was when they get agitated, they bloat, and then they play Nuna Ball. But are they dead? It sounds like no. But maybe well, maybe they can't get hurt in their agitated state. That could be, you know, that would be great, wouldn't it? You yeah. just kick it around. 
I bet then they start up a business of like um like fake Nuna balls. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because at some point in time, I bet it becomes illegal to export Nuna for sport. Yeah. Only for food. Illegal. Doesn't mean it wouldn't happen. That's true. I don't know. Do you think I they, mean, do they have like animal cruelty laws in the Galactic Republic? You know, they probably do, but they also have anti-slavery laws that aren't being enforced. Yeah, so, okay. I mean... <laughs> we have laws. <laughs> I feel like that Spongebob meme. Like, <laughs> we have anti-slavery laws. It's like, oh, do you? Do we... <laughs> anyway, so our... Uh... Megan, would you like to introduce our episode? Yeah. The episode we're covering today <laughs> is The Bad Batch, Season 1, Episode 2, Cut and Run. Actually, I want another drink of this, this weird old soda. <laughs> Established 1905. Yes, it was. Huh, every sip, I like it less. <laughs> it just gets more and more sour. It's so weird. Hmm. Um, but yes, okay. cut and run. Cut and um, run. So, <clears throat> how do we usually go about this? Do we do what, what we thought of it, or when we first saw it, or... Can I start with a thought? Yes, you may. <laughs> okay. So this is not my favorite episode. I like it. I really like it. But one of the interesting things I think about it is that it is the... It's not the first hint, but it's definitely the second big dose of this is not the Clone Wars anymore. It's not Mm -hmm. the Clone Wars. It's not. um, One of the things, we've talked about this before on the podcast, where um, one of the things that I heard a lot of people say about the Bad Batch show before it aired, and which I still hear a lot, actually, is that, oh, it's just Clone Wars season eight. And in the purest sense it is a spin-off because you take mm-hmm, characters mm-hmm. who were in the clone wars and now they're the main characters of their own show mm-hmm. but as far as like structure goes and focus goes it's in stakes it's totally different it is it's and uh, i admit before bad batch came out that's what i thought it was gonna be i was like oh they're, they're just doing season eight of clone wars which i was excited for because i love clone wars but uh after the first half of the first episode it's like it is it's establishing itself as a separate as a different type of show Mm -hmm. with like you said these different main characters and a different structure yeah even though it has like familiar faces well (laughs) it's it's it is it is not clone wars season eight so the Clone Wars is an anthology show where you'll have like three or four or five maybe episode arcs and you jump around to different characters and there is absolutely a through line as far as the plot goes. And there are main, main characters. Rex and Ahsoka are, and Anakin and Obi-Wan kind of, are the main characters of the series. But it's all done in these little vignettes, and you kind of patch them together as you go along. Mm -hmm. The Bad Batch structure is a lot more like Rebels in that it's you're following the same characters every episode. We'll talk about the Hera episode when we get there. (gasps) Yes. I disagree with a lot of the fandom takes on it. Um, Oh, I don't know the fandom takes on it. We'll talk about it. 
Yeah. yeah. When, when in, the, uh, in the future, future in, things. Mm-hmm. In five years, I'm going to get to it. I don't know we're going. But it's, you know, following the same characters every episode. It's telling a very linear storyline. Mm-hmm. And the stakes are really low galactically. Like, in the Clone Wars, every, and even in Rebels in some sense, it, every other episode... The fate of the whole Republic rested in the hands of a couple of space wizards and a handful of clones. and Because mm-hmm, they're in major space battles and land battles and space land battles mm-hmm. and secret spy bounty hunters. And everything hinges on like what moon Anakin Skywalker is in on a given day. Mm-hmm. And then there's Godzilla is on Coruscant. <laughs> yeah. I actually really love those episodes. <laughs> I do too. I love them. Uh-huh. And, and the choices everybody in that show makes, they end up adding up to the fall of the Republic, the demise of the Jedi Order, the mental enslavement of all the clones, and the plunging of the entire galaxy into... A 20-year reign of fascism. It's awful. Mm-hmm. And in even in Rebels, like, it doesn't feel like it at first, but all the choices, like, that, say, Ezra ends up making end up really mattering in the end. Mm-hmm. Like, on mm-hmm. a galactic scale, it matters that Ezra was on Lothal and the whole world between worlds things. It matters that Kanan was where he was when he died. Because of the whole mm-hmm. TIE Defender project. It matters that Hera was who she was. And all of that. With the Bad Batch on a galactic scale, the stakes are really, really low. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really matter to anybody else what these guys do. At least not That's yet. Not yet. Yeah, no, you're right. But the stakes for <clears throat> them personally are probably the highest they've ever been in their lives. Because mm-hmm. it's... Actually, I really like that about Bad Batch is it's a very personal, tight, knit, it, it's a very tiny funnel story. Yeah, the stakes that make sense? are very, <laughs> the stakes are very intimate. The story mm-hmm. is very personal and it's on a very small scale and I appreciate that about it. Yeah, I think that's, it allows them to do different things than um than the movies which are very large scale with the other shows actually the most similar one to it is um we tales of the jedi with the dooku the first two dooku episodes i feel like because that's very the first two yeah Yeah. the third one has much bigger implications Mm -hmm. but the first two definitely yeah it's uh very uh, leading up to large scale Mm -hmm. i I guess like bad batch where it leads up but it never quite gets... Yeah. I, I think... Okay, what do you think? Do you think season two... Because we've seen from the trailer that they have that they will be on Coruscant. Do you think it is going to get large scale? Like, do you think there will be the Clone Rebellion maybe we hope for? Do you think... I don't know. What, 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 are, what are you thinking? I don't know. <laughs> I... I don't know. Mm. I'm I'm still kind of on the... I don't know if I want, like, a fought clone rebellion or if I kind of just want to see the clones just walk away somehow. Wouldn't that be interesting? Where yeah. And that's how Rex and Gregor and Wolf get to where they are, is they just, for the first time in their lives, walk away. Yeah, and I, I guess there's the question of can you just walk away? 
are the chips going to wear off after a while? Will they have the freedom to walk away? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah. Is this, are we going to see Purge Trooper Cody? We're going to see Cody. We're going to see Cody. Please don't let him die. (laughs) Um, Jennifer? (laughs) Brad. Brad. I don't know if that's how you say your last name. I'm sorry. Uh, I think it's the the same as Fen Rao. I think Fen Rao is named after him. That's cool. Yeah. That's actually really cool. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be like the ultimate thing, have a character named after you. In Star Wars. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I kind of am guessing it's only, I, I think it's only going to get slightly larger scale. Yeah. But like, I don't think it's going to have galactic implications. Uh-huh. It's going to be more personal. Yeah. More like the destruction of Kamino, which, which is, is galactic. galactic. And yet at the same time, the focus wasn't on that. Yeah. It was just on it, what it meant to these characters personally. Uh-huh. Which, I, I guess we jumped ahead right there. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot to say, we're a spoiler-filled podcast. <laughs> we have spoilers for all the Star Wars. All the all wars. All the time. All the stars. Um, <laughs> except for, at this point, um, Andor. Even though all of it has come out, but Megan has not seen all the episodes yet. I haven't. It. It's a great show. I love it. It is. Bad Batch and Rebels are still my favorite. Yes. But... Andor is objectively the best. It is so good. And, and I love it, too. I, lo- I love all the Star Wars. I get more Star Wars. Maybe the Book of Boba Fett, I, I like. I don't yeah, dislike yeah. it. But yeah. But it's I, a little lower on my list. I like it, but there are things in it where I'm like, I wish... I mean, here I am being like, well, I wish they did something different. But it, it what they set up didn't feel completed. Like, they didn't follow through on some things. Like, I really wanted more Tusken Raiders. <laughs> I wanted him to have his happy family. <laughs> I really hope they didn't really die and they come back in the Mandalorian or something. I hope so. I mean, I, yeah. is it really a different show or is it just Mandalorian season 2.5 and was the marketing bad? <laughs> yeah, because I think, because I know, um, oh, which person was it? Uh, not Kevin Feige. John Favreau? John Favreau. Kathleen Kennedy? John Favreau said that Book of Boba Fett is going to kind of be an interlude. It's going to be like a half step after Mandalorian. It's the in-between Mandalorian seasons two and three. And I know he said that, um, and that really is what it was. And I liked the Mandalorian stuff in it. I really did. Oh, yeah. The Mandalorian it, stuff in it is sweet. It is so cool. I love seeing, like, Luke and Ahsoka. Every time Ahsoka comes on screen, I'm like, that's okay. I'm gonna... um, but, yeah, I, I think the, the expectation from the marketing was that it was Book of Boba Fett and also Fennec Shand. I, yeah, I yeah. think that that was a really big marketing mistake. Yeah. Because. I agree. Boba's not in, like, half of the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. But the marketing for the Obi-Wan show is good. And yeah. they didn't spoil things for it. No. Like, when it was little Leia showing up, I was like, oh, it's about Leia. But it was the also about Luke. space princess. Oh, she's so adorable, so cool. But, um. Although the Andor marketing, and here I am going off on a tangent about marketing. Uh, where <laughs> Well, the Lucasfilm marketing does leave some to be desired. It does, it's interesting, because some things they 
it, it feels like some things have trailers and marketing for it way, way before. And then other things, like, we've only had one trailer for Bad Batch Season 2. Which is actually more than we've had publicly of other things. But um, I know that there was another trailer at Celebration that the rest of us didn't see. Mm-hmm. And some, like, footage, I think? Um, I don't know if it was actual footage or what it was, but... um. Where is it? We wish to see. Where is it? <laughs> Somebody has it. Yeah, the show is coming back in a month. <laughs> like, please. please. Literally a month as of recording this. Yes. Um, I, I wish to see it. Uh, but speaking of the episode. Yeah, so okay. Episode... So spoilers. We, all the spoilers that we got <laughs> off. This is what we do. We go off on tangents. We're mm-hmm. good at tangents. We're, we're very we're good not at good tangents. at staying on topic. No, we're very bad at that. So the episode is Cut and Run. So Cut and Run, we start off, and we are back in the Marauder. And what is happening, Becca? What's going on? <laughs> and I say, um, you have a... What is going on? Okay. Oh, wait. Okay, so you have their... Okay, so... <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. While Omega and Wrecker are sleeping, and it's adorable, Echo and Hunter are trying to figure out where do they go from here. Mm. Like like what do we do and hunter's like well th- we want to stay off the radar definitely mm-hmm. at this point we gotta we gotta basically like disappear so they hunter decides well i know somebody who's really good at that let's go to Salukamai. here's where we're going so they're yep. going to Salukamai. yep doop 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 and we have this lovely amazing as they land <clears throat> and uh, okay this was cool when we first watching the episode i saw a cut and run and i'm like cut and then they say salukamai and i'm like salukamai because that's one of my favorite episodes from clone wars also do you want to know about salukamai i do wish to know about salukamai because it's kind of a weird looking planet yep so um salukamai so i'm reading off the wikipedia Wikipedia. is a name translated into oasis it was located in the salukamai system in the soul reap soul reap so Reap, it's in the Outer Rim. It's an Outer Rim planet with a temperate climate ah. with a mix of swamp and arid desert areas. Ah, I see. And it's it's got some very interesting foliage. Like, okay, so Cut and Sue, they have this farm and we can't figure out what they're growing. It's, <laughs> it's like these huge pods. So we know that they keep... As far as animal, animals go, they keep Eopies and they keep, um, I think that they do keep Nunas. Mm-hmm. But it's more like a hard-shelled Nuna. Yeah. Probably adapted to the arid climate. But then their crops are, they look kind of like corn stalks, but instead of an ear of corn, it looks like one giant corn kernel in a case. Yeah, so I'm wondering if it's like giant corn. <laughs> corn it's pops. Got the juice. <laughs> Um, it's <laughs> an old meme, sir. Yeah. It checks out. <laughs> but back, back to before they get on oh, yeah, to Salukamai. So they they so, land. They land. No, before even that. Before they land. Before they space. land. So they're in the ship. Hunter, no, Wrecker and Omega are sleeping, and Echo and Hunter come by, see them, and did you catch the look on Echo's face? <laughs> he's yes, watching where he's like tender echo yes and it's like 
a moment of happiness for Echo. Yes. We'll, we're going to take note of them because he has relatively few. Yes, that's like, he's got one, one. One happy. One, one happy in your bucket. And then Hunter and Echo have a conversation. The dad <laughs> and the mom have a conversation about what are we going to do with the kid? She's a kid. What do we do? We're like, not mercenaries. Oh, no, they're soldiers. There's, They've never been soldiers, anything yeah. else. They never had a childhood. Mm-hmm. They've never known anything except for war and mm-hmm. training for war and maybe being janitors, if my theory's oh, right. And even they... Because, like, okay, so Echo and them, mm-hmm. he... And when I say them, I mean Domino Squad. So they would have, like, kind of taken care away in the um, the cadets mm-hmm. in, in of the... Um, Oh, what are they called? Like the like the two bees and yeah, and that sort of. So they would have taken care of them. So they have more have more experience with that being around the younger ones, but Hunter and them really wouldn't have because they like probably were kept separate. I'm guessing for a lot of it, and then uh, probably a lot of the clones were uh, not very accepting of them, maybe because they're different, and so. Well, that's not a maybe. We see that. Oh, yeah, we, we, we do see that. And and so, yeah, they don't really have that experience. Not saying you have to have experience to, to do that, not at all. But that this is a very, very new situation for them. Completely and, different. Yeah, and also they're deserters. They're, mm-hmm. If they get caught, it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. They will die. But yes. not Omega. Uh, not Omega if whoever catches them is told to bring her in alive. Yes, it does depend who catches her. Anyway, so then they land. And then there's the thing you wanted to talk about. (gasps) Yes, and we have this adorable moment. So they're all marching off. Doop, 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 doop. And then then Omega is like blinking in the sunlight and she's smelling the fresh air, which would smell completely different from this like salty ocean air, which... I mean, she, like, never got to smell, like, ever. Because I doubt the smell will even get into Topoca City. Yeah, Topoca City kind of strikes me as a place that smells like bleach and formaldehyde. Yeah, it probably smells actually a lot like a hospital. Oh, I'm guessing. yeah, you're right. And I, I bet you're right. I admit, I don't really like the smell of hospitals. I had a surgery a little bit ago. A hospital smell freaks me out. It's it's not a great smell. No, I mean, it makes sense why it's not a great smell. There's, But they're very nice at the hospital. Good. They're really good. Much yeah, nicer got, than at Topoca City. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> but do uh, not have a medical procedure done at Topoca City. No, you will, as in top and fives, <laughs> you die. You will die. Or you'll end up a science experiment. One of the two. Or maybe both. Probably both. Probably both. Anyway, so, and she's smelling the air, and she's looking at things, and she she's picking up the dirt, and she's like, what is this? And Tech's like, that would be dirt. That's my best Tech voice. It's really bad. <laughs> and she's so excited. I love her little, like, it, it's a lot like Tangled. Just feel the grass, the dirt, just like a dream, dream baby. baby. And the guys are all like, huh. Because, of course, I mean, before they got off Camino, they wouldn't have experienced any of that. But to 
probably would see it on her. Yeah, to re-experience it through the eyes of somebody yeah, else. Yeah, that would be really interesting, like, bring a lot of memories back. Mm-hmm. Actually, probably nice also, because she gets to have it in a, a good, like, a happy situation yeah, yeah. and for them it was well you're going off on your first secret mission go to d- d- droids and stuff yep hope you don't die <laughs> yeah go go to war now hope i go to war now kill some things mary do you really need to do this right here <laughs> my cat decided he needed a bath right by the microphone <laughs> i'm sorry for the horrible sounds <laughs> We're trying so hard. <laughs> Nothing's working. <laughs> I swear we're good at podcasting. Are we? Well, we're trying. We're, we're trying. trying. And that... We do this for fun. Yes. So again, go see Cut and Sue. And I love the contrast between they're all walking, they're walking through the strange corn pops. The corn pop crops. Corn pops. And they're all like super business serious they're super tense and omega's just skipping around looking at butterflies i love her so much and (gasps) i i understand why some people don't like her because there are other there are star wars characters i don't like i actually when i first started watching clone wars i had a little bit of a hard time with season one ahsoka i don't anymore Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. I see what you mean. I did, I did too, especially in the movie. But now she's my favorite. Yeah, even even when I go back and watch those early episodes, I'm like, no, I love her. She's great. I love Ezra. He's one of my favorite Star Wars characters. But I understand why there are people who don't like him. I admit he's not. <laughs> uh, I I have a tough time with Ezra. Although I like him in season four. See, it's season four that in kind season of three. Season three, season four kind of makes the difference for me. Mm-hmm. And now that I've seen season four, if I go back and watch the early episodes, I know where he's going. So even when he's being a little bit obnoxious or when he's trying so hard to be cool, because mm-hmm. he's not cool. He's Ezra's not cool. Ezra's not cool. Um, <laughs> which I love that he's not cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, no, this, this, is, this, this kid's going to grow up and he's going to be amazing. But... Um, I get, I get what they're, why there are people, like, that don't love him. And so I get why there are people who maybe, like, don't like Omega or don't, they, she's not their favorite character. I don't understand the venom with which some people don't like her, though. Because it's not just that they're like, oh, yeah, I just don't really care for the character. She's not my favorite. It's more like, I hate her. She should die. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... We were discussing the Martinez sisters earlier. Martez. Mart- <laughs> I said Martinez, sorry. You're the Martez good. sisters. I have, I have a mouth right now. And I think you were right, where quite a few people didn't like them because they are women and brown and... Had the audacity to exist in a Star War? In, a, in my Star War? And I think that's the same it's thing. more likely than you think. <laughs> A woman in my Star Wars? More than one? How dare. More than one? <laughs> it's not allowed. Yeah. Two maximum. But not and, on screen at the same time. Yeah, and they have to be sitting down and looking out windows and crying uh-huh. or breasting boobily downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> gaboob, gaboob, gaboob. <laughs> yes, I think that is why 
there's some who don't like Omega. But Star um, Wars fans. They're 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 something. A lot of them are great though. Yes, a lot there's of, a lot of great Star Wars fans. There are. Like really creative. Yeah, really great. I Why are you licking the couch, Meow Ron? <laughs> why my cat is just licking the couch i think i spilled something there earlier (laughs) please (laughs) we're trying to have a serious discussion about misogyny within the star wars fandom (laughs) misogyny and and racism so we're serious now (laughs) anyway about this episode Mm -hmm. so Oh, yes. And this is where, as they're marching, we get uh, the great thing where Echo is uncertain about this because it's like, how do you know we can trust a deserter? Huh. And Tech's like, well, we're all deserters now. And Echo's like, I love love the animation in Bad Batch in general, just the way that they animate facial expressions. But I love Tech's little grin as he says, as he says, why not? And then Echo's like, just shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, like the perfect shocked Pikachu face. Uh-huh. It's because, yeah, he's, and he's, and I love how they, how that is still part of his character. Like that, the, the regs and this. The regulate, yeah. And now it's like, <gasps> breaking the rules. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, which is funny because fives would be like, <laughs> here we go. Fives is dead. <laughs> I kind of want Force Ghost Fives. I want Force Ghost Domino Squad so <gasps> bad. I know that technically clones don't become Force Ghosts, but I have to believe that there's some kind of clone afterlife mm-hmm. because I they that they have to be together. They've got to be together. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's like a fan fiction where they're like all ghosts together or something. Mm-hmm. Watch an echo. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think I read part of it and then I never got back to it. It was really good. Go read it. Have you ever heard the fan theory? Okay, so you know how there's that sort of fan theory, sort of canon that Echo and Fives were um, like twins i mean i know that they're all twins (laughs) but they're they're like like actually twins yeah like like batch batch twins twins. yeah yeah have you heard the fan theory that crosshair and tech were batch twins (gasps) no okay so there's a theory that crosshair and tech were batch twins which i like Will it be canon? Who knows? but if it is it's kind of fun echo and tech are kind of they're buddies. Mm-hmm. They're buddies. Yeah. It's like, like one's missing a twin and one maybe is missing a twin. And so mm-hmm. they seem to be sort of twinning. Yeah. Like they have twin energy. And because then they can understand all the technological things together. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you, you're you my buddy that I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody on Echo's Pikachu face. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah. Then they run into a little tripwire trap that wrecker trips. I think it's interesting that the alarm system that Cut and Sue have set up on their for- farm is a bunch of repurposed B1s. Okay, wait, I have a question about that, though. Yeah, okay. So, they're walking down the pathway. Doop, 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 uh-huh. doop. Did they, when Omega throws the ball past the fence, do mm-hmm. they go 
okay when when they're all coming to the farmhouse mm. do they <laughs> do they pass under a fence i think they do i want to say that they actually show a shot of either Wrecker's foot or hand or something actually pulling on the trip wire. Okay, I was just wondering, because I'm like, wait, because, okay, this would scare a person, but if it were, like, the next zoo, the next zoo would be like, ooh, and then just keep on going? Would they, though? Oh, I'm guessing a lot of people actually have used, like... Yeah. Well, not a lot of people, but probably a lot of farmers like and and things like and people like that have used like just repurposed droids for different things and um before like while the others get carted off to Mm -hmm. be destroyed and melted down for i don't know what what do you what what do you do with them death star materials (gasps) oh no I don't know. <laughs> I just threw out the most angsty thing I could Sorry. think of. That was the most dramatic gasp. <laughs> Is that Star Materials in my Star Wars? <laughs> it's, it's more possible than you think. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> anyway. They have to make it out of something. That is true. Huh, maybe that is what... Maybe there was another reason that... I mean, besides all the other reasons, Palpatine had all the droid factories like all the droids shut down like all the all the military droids is so that material could be used for the death star well and also so nobody else could use the droids yeah because you don't want people running around with their own little private armies do you that is true huh i wonder if on that one moon with that one kid who had all the repurposed droids if they also shut down but he like repurposed them i wonder if they're still alive you you know from the diego yeah that's a weird episode that is a weird episode. I was kind of disappointed in the angel design. I okay. They're supposed to be the most beautiful. What what do you say? The most beautiful creatures ever, and this like horrifying creature shows up on Iago, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> but maybe it's beautiful to that specific space pilot Anna can talk to. Maybe. Mm-hmm. So cut and sue. So they get <laughs> cut and sue. I love their names. I love that it's a pun. I love that you use the drop down menu in Maya when you're UV mapping, and there's a little cut drop down that's cut and sue, cut and sew, cut and sew, and so they're but, cut and sue. I think that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's why, but cut and sue does go together whether it's Maya or not, because you cut things and then you sew them together. Mm. But sew is spelled like sue. I also wonder, Cut, do you think that was his name, or do you think he chose a new name after he deserted, and he's like, well, now I am Mm. Cut, because I have cut myself off from all of that? Mm. Maybe he did just, maybe he was just (gasps) CT1379, and then... Yeah, because it was the first battle of Geonosis. Yeah, no, I actually, I thought that he deserted right after that, but apparently his ship after that did crash on Seleucami and the rest of his Oh, he crashed on Seleucami. Yeah. Oh. Oh, interesting. But what if he crashed on Seleucami? I was, before we started recording, I was telling Becca, what if, what if Sue was like, a marksman who helped train some of the clones back on Kamino, and that's how she and Cut met. And 
after he deserted, he called her up and was like, hey, Sue, do you want to get together? And she was like, I have two kids. You okay with that? Yep. <laughs> then yes. And then they go have a farm and Nunas <laughs> and really weird vegetables. <laughs> okay. So, um, ah, yes. Yeah, so they trip the booby trap. And then we have Sue with her cool rifle. And her hat. And her hat. And, and her new outfit. I am glad for her new outfit. Like, it's more practical for farming. Yeah. Like, yeah. like she'd get terrible sunburned before. Like, raising kids with the with her previous outfit is just not very practical. Because kids are like, hello, I will climb all over you now. And Grab be like... Thing. <laughs> for, for context for people who haven't maybe seen the episodes in The Clone Wars where Sue shows up, in those previous episodes, she's wearing... Like, low-cut, like a, super tight, uh, tan denim jeans, almost. Yeah. And, and a, the string bikini top. Base, basically, and, uh, like a string bikini... Oh, what are those things? Um, It's not a baby onesie, but it looks like a baby onesie. Yeah. They're, and they're popular right now. Uh, <laughs> a bot... A bot... A monokini? No, it's a body... It's... I can't remember the name of it. It's... it's all I can think is baby onesie. I'm sorry. It's not a baby onesie, but it's just like Jumpsuit? it. Jumpsuit? Nah, it's, it's a bodysuit? Bodysuit. Bodysuit? Oh. That doesn't sound right. I don't know. Anyway. And you know what? She can wear whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. She's, you know, if she wants to wear a string bikini on her farm, she can. And she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, she maybe she wants to show off, but the, the thing that I think bugged me about the last outfit was... That it was the the probably all dude design team putting her in that outfit. Yeah. Because Twi'leks always had to wear like like monokinis, pretty much. Yeah, and like where everybody else except Ahsoka had very practical outfits mm-hmm. for what they were doing. I mean, uh, of course, like clones are in their armor, but like the the Jedi have their things and like. Barris and Luminara, and they all get like they all. Yeah, and even Ayla Sakura, who no, she's wearing like a crop top, but it's still but like kind of practical. Yeah, but even so, but then Sue, it's like, and her character, like her personality, is very like. She'd be wearing farmer's clothes <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't want splinters in my clavicle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, random, random. Okay, so about cut. About cut. Okay. So you know how the Bad Batch fandom is very thirsty? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. You just stared, had this thousand yard stare to the middle distance there <laughs> <laughs> that our listeners can't see, but I want them where, to know about it. Where, where you have baby Hera and Hera's mom and all that in an episode and everybody fixated on Hauser. <laughs> I understand why. <laughs> But it's like all this stuff, Hauser, <laughs> and you know how like and in general, Star Wars fans are kind of thirsty. Which okay, it's a galaxy full of beautiful people. The Star Wars animation fans tend to fixate on the clones a little bit. Which okay, they're modeled after like a twenty-five-year-old Temuera Morrison. Temuera Morrison has never been an ugly guy. Uh, he still looks good. He's like what in his sixties? Sixties. Yeah. He looks great. Yeah, he looks great. Uh Um, He was very, very, very handsome when he was in his 20s. And, of course, still is. But um, 
all the clones have Django's face, more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of people thirsting after the clones. <laughs> but you know how there's, like, a range of clone attractiveness? Mm-hmm. Like, you'll have, like, Tup, who has oh. a very unfortunate hairline. He does. And <laughs> a kind of an unfortunate tattoo. Yeah. And unfortunate bags under his eyes. Yes, but we're also, like... But Tup. we love Tup. Tup, my son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's just low on the attractiveness scale. Mm-hmm. And then you've got other clones, like Kix. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rex? I, I'm sorry. Rex? Uh... No, okay. He's more like the big brother. Yeah, that's true. He takes care of his little brothers, who are okay. his brothers. <laughs> All of his brothers. Brothers. And then sister. And sister. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From the new... Oh, yeah, from the new novel. I I gotta read the Padme books. I'm so behind on Mm -hmm. on my readings. But But anyway, so there's a clone attractiveness scale. Why is cut, like, the bottom of it? (laughs) You know, I was... (laughs) So I was gonna laugh about Waxer and Boyle, because they they have <laughs> the worst names, the worst names, but complementary facial hair. Or the head of our mustache, and Boyle has the little slow patch. Yeah, and no hair, and it's like. <laughs> but you're right. Cut is at the bottom. <laughs> it is like mm. <laughs> he somehow yeah. maybe that was his like. Um, what we call it? like Rex got the blonde hair, mm-hmm. and one of the other guys who's in the wolf pack got got the eyes, mm-hmm. and somebody else has this, and cut got the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the funny, okay, I that's know. why he left the. Arm. <laughs> and okay, this is and it. I sort of feel terrible because because the, like it's only physically. As soon as you see how he acts around his kids, it's like no, you're back up. <laughs> like he's so great. He's so like <laughs> you're that back was up so, on the scale. Yeah, good parenting always oh. from like really like like how he reacts after Omega with the mm-hmm. neck Nexu. And like he's comforting her, making sure she's okay. Yeah, which is which is what you're supposed to do after a scary thing like that. Not yelling at them. He's great, but mm-hmm. it's well. I think a main part of it is the facial side. hair. Oh, is so and his and the hair tied back is just awful. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the worst. Yeah. Wait, what? Is it better or worse than Grease? to mohawk thing it's better than grease to mohawk thing though did you know did you know at least looks wise did you know that that to mohawk haircut actually has a symbolic significance among the clones i did yeah i did i i think it's better than cut's hair really yes i kai is the ugliest clone Which is to say that he's a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
I'm sorry. Cut. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 I kind of feel. I kind of feel guilty because he's a great guy. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's. Yeah. He's, so he's awesome. amazing. He just wants to protect his family. Yeah. And he helps out everybody. Mm-hmm. And he's so great. And he's a farmer, on a farm with. <laughs> When, when there's a farm, <laughs> farmer. Anyway, anyway, um, okay. So, um, yeah. So, Cut and Sue show up. They go back to Cut and Sue's house, and Cut's like, "So nice to see you guys. It's been a long time. Where did they meet? When? When did the batch meet the Aquains? When did this happen? I how? Because they don't just know Cut." Because, you know, that's possible. They were on the army together, at least. They were on Camino together. But they also know Sue. They know the kid. Wrecker knows the kids. Yeah, they call him Uncle Wrecker. Yeah, which is, implies a level of familiarity. Not just, oh, yeah, we met you once in passing. But no, this is a repeated visit thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I think, Becca Theory, is that I think they had a mission on Seleucami, like mm-hmm. an undercover secret mission doing their thing. And um, I think that they stumbled upon the farm. And they <laughs> stumbled upon the farm, I say. And uh, I think that is, well, I think first they met Sue. Mm-hmm. She was like keeping watch. And then they and met And you were saying Kat. that you think that she shot one of them uh, i think you said that oh did i say oh that? you said oh. that first but i agree <laughs> i think so i think that's how they met and then i think though it happened after cut met rex okay because it was very because that meeting was very and i know of course you know they're writing it after clone wars has come out mm-hmm. but they've written it in a way where it, i think it would go along with because that was pretty early in the war yeah and that was season two of the war the timeline of the clone war is so messed up it is it's 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 too short it is too short i i stand by my crazy tinfoil hat theory that the war actually took place over the course of like five years not three but palpatine just kept on turning the galactic clock back so nobody knew about it Mm -hmm. is that a thing that could happen probably not and i don't mean like the actual time back i mean like like there's greenwich mean time he kept on turning the dial for coruscant central time back huh so do they all do they all go off coruscant not that they all go off of it but is that because that's where the centralized government is yeah is and he could have had dooku doing the same thing on, on sereno yeah Ooh. now that probably didn't happen, but it's how I justify the incredibly compressed timeline. It would be very <laughs> difficult to do that. Very, very difficult. And also Palpatine would do it for the drama. He would. Oh, the drama. The Because three years is... Ahsoka uh, goes from a baby to a full-grown woman. She does. I, I think it had to, Yeah, like, I think longer... It, it feels longer than three years, even though three years is an incredibly long amount of time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to happen in three years. Yeah, it's also very short. Mm-hmm. Like, I still haven't finished my degree, but I'm almost done. You're have so two close. Left. <laughs> I think that that's the only reason why, like, the three year timeline is the only reason why Cut and Sue's kids are not biologically cuts. 
They're his kids. They're 100% mm-hmm. his kids. But... He is their dad. He, but he wasn't the father in that way. Yeah. Because of that timeline. Yeah. How dare that Because they're too young. <laughs> yeah, because it just old. doesn't they're work. They're too old you for can't... that. Too old. <laughs> for the training. <laughs> for the training. <laughs> anyway. I don't, mm, I don't think he could have turned back Coruscant Central Time without anybody noticing. What if he just did it a minute at a time? I don't know if it could have made up enough time, though. You're probably right. Hmm. What if he slowed it down? Oh. Without turning it back. Just slowed made down minutes. All the clocks. Yeah, made minutes like 30 seconds longer than they hmm. really are. What if they passed a law that made, because standard weeks are five days, I think. Oh. So what if they changed how weeks and years are? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, so they <laughs> so they're in 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 the house in the farm. Cut asks, "Where's Crosshair?" Hunter says, "It's complicated." And yes, yes, it, it is. is complicated. It is complicated. Crosshair's not in this episode. No, no, he does not appear. Nope. No. We'll see him again next episode. Yep. Committing some war crimes. Yay. Is it him committing the war crimes or is it the Empire committing war crimes through him since he does not appear to have agency? That's a discussion for next time. Yes. A good discussion for next time. Because that's a whole can of worms. That's a whole thing. Cut mentions that Rex was there. Oh, yes. Talking about the... Behavioral implants. Oh, yes. Behavioral implants. Mm-hmm. And uh, Omega knows about them. Yeah. She says, oh, he must mean the inhibitor chips. And they're like, what? And, well, not all of them. Tech's like, oh, yes. And... Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, Hunter turns to Tech and is like, uh, Tech, you said that the regs were programmed. You didn't say anything about chips. And Tech's like, how else did you think it worked? Mm-hmm. Tech, so when he does his whole, I thought it was obvious thing, which is just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, so he can do dramatic reveals. I think it's because he assumes that everybody picks up on all the stuff that he does. Mm-hmm. He assumes mm-hmm. that they're just as smart as he is in their own way. No, I agree because it's... Or just as observant. Yeah, because he would come to, like, you know, logical conclusion that this is how this works and that's how that happens. But it's like the... Uh, of course everybody would, would yeah, think, yeah. The, think the same thing. Like, we, I mean, we do this all the time. Um, we're like, we're like, yeah, of course that's what's going to happen. Then you say that to somebody else and they're like, what? (laughs) And And I think he makes an assumption. I think he makes an assumption about something connected to the chips that I really want to talk about next time. Ooh, yes. 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 But also, Tech knows about the chips. He knows, he knows about them. Um, episode two. Yep. Knows about them. Yep. Which, I mean, he probably knew about them in episode one. Oh no he definitely but, did yeah but we have yeah and then immediately following this i uh, want to know how early he knew about them maybe i don't but like did he always know about them did he know about them after fives figured it out i did think... he just kind of know how this sort of technology worked and sussed it out from there i think he 
Mm, okay, when do they first start talking about? Do they talk about them at all in season? In episode one, they talk about the programming. They don't talk about the chips. Hmm. Omega clearly knows about them, and Tech, I think, very clearly knows about them. The rest of them have no idea. Oh, that's a good question. I hmm. I wonder if he just had ideas about it, and then it wasn't until seeing what Crosshair did came to the conclusion that, oh, it's like it's this. To see the, uh, basically the results mm-hmm. of it. Uh, see it in action yeah because yeah, before then it would just be a theory yeah mm-hmm. and it still is but i mean no it's not they have confirmation that they're all behavioral implants mm-hmm. yep so the kids meet omega yeah and they're so excited because they never see kids out there because they live out on a farm uh-huh. way away from all the other people yeah they wouldn't see kids unless they just get the chance to go into town mm-hmm. and so they're excited and this is like omega's first time getting to like play with kids and be a kid mm-hmm. and and it shows like when they go outside to okay they play with a ball yeah is this a nuna ball i want to go back and watch the episode huh. now it may be it might be a nuno ball either that or they might have like maybe they like one of their eops mm-hmm. they they used um what would you use the uh, eop bladder, bladder? yeah Blew could it be up? an eop bladder hmm. or it could be a nuno ball anyway so when they take her out to play ball where she kind of kind of toodles after them and kind of standing and kind of turns and but still looks uncertain. It's really funny because it reminded me of my son because he's a quarantine baby. And then he's because he's just gone to preschool and he's started to interact with other kids and like seeing how he plays with them. It, it was very well done mm-hmm. that like I want to play, but I'm nervous to play. I'm a little scared. I don't know what to do with my hands and kind of turning and looking around and really looking at faces to see how should I be feeling, what should I be doing in this situation. Mm-hmm. That was so clever, mm-hmm. like how they did that. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah. I thought that those kind of, a, well, I guess this is all tangents, but that it was. Yeah, it's all tangents yeah, all the time. But it was like really well done. Mm-hmm. Like, Wow. And I love how she, as she's going out, she looks to Hunter and he's like, no, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Looking at the parental figure like, is, is this all right? Is, am I safe? Mm-hmm. Okay. We're good. And Hunter's smiling at her and then cut and sue as they give their knowing glance. As they're like, I see the dad genes are activating. And he looks around at them like, what? Why are you staring? What is going on? <laughs> what, is what did I do wrong? Uh, and then as the kids are playing, then Hunter goes outside and he's like standing in the doorway with that like the dad is watching like arms folded, like just, you know, making sure they're all good and safe. And then Cut comes out and mm-hmm. asks about Omega um, and what her deal is. Like, we don't know. Uh, basically, he's like, she's defective. Yeah says she's another defective clone like us and he's like "Mm, there's something more to her and the conversation kind of cuts there and again it cuts there yes i'm still wondering what omega's thing is 
So I think it's still being able to mimic mm-hmm. other skills, you could say. I, I, I like that. I think you're right. Yeah, because... We shall see. She's really good at empathy, but I don't think that's the special skill the Kaminoans put in her. No. <laughs> it's like the opposite of what they do. Yeah. <laughs> that's just like a side effect. Uh-huh. But this is where we have our first thing. <gasps> They're playing ball. And the ball, it goes. The Nuna ball. <laughs> okay, so they're playing, and the ball goes behind, beyond the fence, and the other Jack and... Shea. Shea, that's... I always forget her name. So they're like, no, we don't go beyond the fence. And Omega, because... Because they don't tell her why. why. She just thinks it's an arbitrary rule. Mm-hmm. So she goes, we're gonna go get the ball, do-do-do. But there's a Nexu. Da-da-da-da-da. I don't like Nexu. They are really creepy spider cats. Yeah. Because I love cats, and I hate spiders. Did you know when I went to Thanksgiving, so it was so funny because um, the my mother-in-law brought out uh, pickers. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you, it's a long stick, and at the end is like a claspy thing. Oh, yeah. And at the yeah. top, you you pull it, and mm-hmm. it, it picks up stuff. So they're pickers. We, we use them all the time at Disney. Um when we did custodial stuff um actually also when we did attractions picking up trash anyway so i had the pickers and i'm like do 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 so you know play with leo and a spider ran across the floor like like super big spider because it's northern california they have huge spiders and i grabbed it with the pickers and i brought it outside and i said be gone foul demon and i did it all by myself (laughs) i was so proud of myself (laughs) good <laughs> oh. I hate spiders. I know they're they're the they are yes they're spooky. They are spooky. So the next zoo. So the kids are like, mom and dad. Does she want to be on the fence? The next zoo. And anyway, so Sue's Sue comes out with a rifle. Hunter runs out. He's got his knife. He's gonna go get her. And so they do. They get the next zoo away. Bring Omega back in through the fence. And Hunter is basically giving her a, a dressing down that you would give to a soldier. Mm-hmm. Like, just like, what were you thinking? Blah, 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 blah. And it's not that he's, he's not angry. Yeah, he was he's scared. Ter- he's scared. Mm-hmm. And sometimes fear manifests his anger. Mm-hmm. And he's just in her face yelling at her. And mm-hmm. it's not helping. No. And it's like correcting what she should have done. And then cut, cuts in. Lol. And he's like, hmm. And then he starts just making sure she's okay, seeing if she has any owies. He's really... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) If she was hurt in any way, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, he's really gentle with her. He kind of looks at her and he says, no, you're fine, you're fine. Mm -hmm. And he picks her up and he's just kind of just holding her like like a baby Uh and carries her off. So that she can kind of get some space and have some air. Yeah, and the, you, cry on a shoulder. And you can see for Hunter, he's like, oh, I messed up. I am inadequate. Poop. <laughs> and I think it's in that, yeah, when he's, when he, <laughs> when he looks like, oh, that's how you do it. I, I am not qualified to do this job. I think that that's in about two seconds, he decides... I should leave I should leave Omega with Cut and Sue, not because he thinks that she's not good enough to be with him or anything like that. Like she's gonna think by the end of the by you know that part in the episode, but because he feels like 
he can't give her the life that she deserves. Mm-hmm. He has no idea how to raise a kid. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know if he should raise a kid. In fact, he probably thinks he should not raise a kid. Um, yeah. And he's like, Cut and Sue, they're amazing parents. They're fantastic people. We can totally trust them. She'll be safe with them. They can give her a life we never can. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It, no, I think you're so right. That was like the instant, yes, that's what we should do. So, but but does he tell Omega that? No. No. Does he tell anybody on the crew that besides Tech who has to know so that he makes an extra disc? No. No. But he doesn't tell her till, till Tech till, does he tell Tech, tell, oh goodness. We never see him tell Tech, I just kind of assumed. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe he once, doesn't. Once Tech comes up with the idea to sneak in, basically. Mm-hmm. Ah, so actually, now I can't remember what happens next because they do that. You oh. know, Omega goes to the, she's sitting in the ship, in the, like, the gunner position. Yep, she takes off her little diadem thing and looks thoughtful and wistful and sad. Uh-huh, has a little cry. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Wait, this is where it cuts, like, we're gonna, we're leaving. Yeah, they cut to Hunter and Cut, um, they go into town, and cut's trying to stay like stay low he's got a hat on that's trying to cover his features you can't cover those sideburns (laughs) it's impossible um and hunter hunter's just kind of walking around in one of cut's outfits Mm -hmm. i know that the bad batch fandom was really upset that they added sleeves to cut's shirt (laughs) wait hunter's shirt cut shirt to hunter is wearing one of cut's outfits from oh yes yes, yes yes i he just strikes me as a person who wouldn't normally wear sleeves. He's never he not wearing could. sleeves. Well, but like if he could choose his own outfit, no, I take it back. He would wear like a leather jacket, or no, in Star Wars it's called leatheries, leatheris. I don't know how to say it, because um, it would be like protected on the arms and mm-hmm. the, the elbows and stuff. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Hunter's just trying to get like, okay, how do you disappear? How do you stay out of sight? He's just trying to pick up all this knowledge from Cut because he feels like, you know, Cut knows how to do this better than I do. And we find out that Cut and Sue, they are leaving Sulukamai. So the Bad Batch can't lay low there for how... I think that they wanted to lay low there for more than one day. Mm-hmm, but They can't do that. No, because they're like, we are getting on the shuttle tonight. Yeah, things are about to get bad. The Empire's just taken over. We we just need to go. We need to go right now. Otherwise, we will never be able to leave. Mm-hmm. So they go to buy some tickets on a shuttle, and they find out from a little lady voiced by Nika Futterman that in order to buy tickets, in order to travel, they have to get chain codes, which are kind of like evil social security numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Because the part. Yeah. He's so he rolled out a program where you turn in your your old credits your well i say old your credits that don't work anymore or your local money and you get the your chain code and the new empire credits basically register everybody as tech says register everybody to a database mm-hmm. um so and, you can track people yeah. so you know exactly where they are mm-hmm so yes like evil social security cards and they're like oh no we can't 
well, cut. He's like, oh, no, we can't have that. I'm a clone. Ah! So Yeah, he can't register because if he registers, he'll get arrested. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to have Hunter take them because he says, you're wanted men. Mm -hmm. And that is not how we do that if we want to lay low. Yeah. Because we have to do it as close to legally as possible. Yep. You know, they go back to the house, explain all this, and... Tech and Echo. So, Tech and Echo have that little discussion where they're they're disagreeing on the chain code thing. Tech thinks it's brilliant. Doesn't mean he thinks it's morally good, Mm -hmm. but he does think it's a smart move, Mm -hmm. which it is. It is. Echo, on the other hand, is looking at it from the more, like, moral personal point of view, and Mm -hmm. he... He talks about how, hey, clones fought so hard to be recognized by our our names. And now people are signing up for numbers. What is the world coming to? Cats and dogs living together? I don't understand. (laughs) I know. This whole thing just sucks. With his brother Fives. (laughs) (laughs) But his name was Fives, not Five 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 Five. You're right. There There is a difference, but it is funny. It is a little funny. (laughs) And then he puts a five on his uh i bet he was drunk when he did that i bet you're right let's put a big big five on my forehead i bet echo was sober and dared him to do it (laughs) he's like i'll do it he woke up like and he's like i'm gonna make this work i have soul patch time (laughs) where is fives on the clone attractivist meter depends which artist draws them fair it's it's funny you can have people who are mature yet immature you know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah like they are the people you'd expect to take a joyride on a speeder through coco town coco town five to a speeder but when they land there's only two left <laughs> <laughs> oh it's in it's in a on coruscant oh um, okay <laughs> And like go street. No, green. wait. There's a neighborhood called Coco Town. It's called Coco Town. <laughs> it's called Coco Town. <laughs> what was I saying about streaking? Oh, they'd go streaking through a pod race or something. But at the same time, is there for his brother Tup and is trying to save all his brothers. Yeah, and he's you doing can... all these things. Fives is the guy who is backcountry skiing on the weekends alone. And jumps out of helicopters, but you can trust him to always have your back. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just doesn't, doesn't always make wise choices. <laughs> At least you could always trust him to have your back if he was not dead. <laughs> but he's dead. Yeah. He's... Anyway. No, it's fine. Nothing nothing bad ever happens to the clones. They all retire happily and get get to go retire with the space whales. Yes. Off in wild space where nothing can ever bother them or hurt them again. Oh, I saw somebody had a... <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. Somebody had a fan theory that it's the chips that do the rapid aging. And then somebody else had a fan theory. Uh, but Rex is so much older. And, I know. Like, he, he's actually in Rebels. He's younger than Kanan. Mm-hmm. But he looks like... 60 yeah i don't know if that quite lines up with how old he would be though um it's 15 years later that's an extra 30 years oh okay no you are right because you should be 20 
three. They're also living out in the desert and living out in the desert ages you. Yeah, and he was a dwarf. So, yeah, because he'd be in his mid-50s. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he would look like that. Looks like Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Bald Santa Claus. Bald Santa Claus. So, Echo and Tech are on the ship, and they're just (laughs) going... Yeah. So, Tech comes up with this idea. (laughs) I love this idea. (laughs) So, this idea, which does not explain to Hunter until... (laughs) Until they see a uh, empire ship basically towing their car into a, a tow lot to lock it down, um, and Tech's like, "No, this this is great. See, we'll get in, and then we can sneak into the imperial thingy and get some uh, discs and chain codes, discs and chain codes, and then Katsu can get off the planet. It's great. This is wonderful, awesome, and then you'll just come get us and we'll leave." And Echo agrees. That's the great thing. Tech's like, yeah, we're going to get our ship impounded. And Echo's like, actually, keep talking. <laughs> I was about to say that's stupid, but I like it. <laughs> but when... I now see how Echo and Fives got along. But... <laughs> um, where Echo's like, it's but... stupid. Keep talking. <laughs> and, then, and then they tell Hunter us they're getting towed away (laughs) like what you did what (laughs) he's like omega's on the ship and i love the way that echo and tech look at each other like a crap and they're like the space baby and omega's like "Uh oh and you can see she's like yay but then like Oh, I did something wrong again. Even though she didn't, she no, did she didn't. Wrong. She did nothing wrong. She she was just sitting there, just just having a moment to have a little cry. But but kids pick up on things and they blame themselves for things that they don't mm-hmm. do. They they do. Mm-hmm. But so now the ship is impounded. Yep, they're they're in the imperial space. So first, some clone troopers, stormtroopers, they go up, they kind of look around, and then they go off uh, just to make sure, you know, nothing's there. Tech, Echo, and Omega, they drop down the ceiling, and they're like, all right, Omega, you're gonna stay here. You're gonna stay here. And they, too, go out to go get the uh, chain codes and to... I think that's all they do at that point. Yeah, they get the chain codes and the discs and they start programming them. Yes, and they get them all as well. So then Hunter and all them, they come into town, doop, 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 doop. Um, go into the spaceport go with the, the whole port. family and their, their two bags. Stuff. Uh, record hits his head. But this was more an homage to the um, Rex hitting his head in that one episode on Duchess Satine's cruiser. Which was an homage to the original yeah. Star Wars with that one stormtrooper hitting his head. <laughs> I love that they added a sound effect for that. It makes me so happy. Oh, which Jango Fett mm-hmm. hits his head in. Oh, which one? Well, it has to be Attack of the Clones. It must be. Yeah, it gotta be. Because he doesn't... Because he's dead. Yeah. He's also dead. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Man. <laughs> It's like what is with Star Wars body count? <laughs> well, the uh, I think it's like a million clones have died after the Battle of Geonosis. It is that right? No, 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 no. With a million more on the way, we have to It's like an insane amount of people have died with that first battle. Mm. Like 
is crazy. I remember seeing the number of Jedi who died in that battle, too. It was way higher than I thought it was. It was insane, which I guess makes sense. I mean, the Jedi Temple is huge, and how many it's reduced to it's it's very sad mm-hmm. yeah i mean some of some of our the favorites we get to know along the way survive but not for much longer because <laughs> they're dead anyway so yeah they're in the spaceport with cut sue and the kids everything's all great Wreckers carrying the bags well i guess it's not really all great because like there's imperial troops everywhere they're trying to do, 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 do. They're trying to shut everything down. They've already shut down most travel. Like mm-hmm. it's, it has to be very highly regulated. So I know that this show, because it is a kid show, and I, I mean that as the highest praise, mm-hmm. because it's a kid show that doesn't talk down to kids, and expects kids to pick up on things that aren't just stated on screen, and is also enjoyable by adults. So, but because it is a kid show, they don't go quite as hard with the the empire being more than um, aesthetically fascist. Like mm-hmm. they 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 do a lot with it, and we're gonna see them do a lot more with it as the season goes on. They just can't be quite as violent, <laughs> yes, they can. and as brutal as they are in something like Andor, which yes. is expressly made for adults. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's there. So, but I appreciate that they can do some of this stuff where like travel is being shut down and people have to register and all this stuff. Yeah, it's I the, yeah I thought very well that you definitely where people are they're both scared and actually it's interesting in a few episodes how people react to and get your chain codes here mm-hmm. thing how it's a different reaction yeah on Suukamai because it it was a planet that switched hands a bunch of times during the mm-hmm. war sometimes it was separatist sometimes it was republic you probably get a lot more separatist sympathizers being like oh no 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 i'm the republic is the empire now i was with the separatists they're gonna arrest me or something like that mm-hmm. whereas a planet like pantora yeah where we're gonna see in a couple episodes they're a lot happier mm-hmm. <laughs> about the end of the war because they were on the side of the republic weren't they uh they were yeah 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 because and and also because luke my it, it's like a it is not hugely populated. Nope. And so traveling anywhere is kind of important. Yeah. And so to have that where you cannot get off planet, mm-hmm. you probably it's probably going to be made so you can't even go to the next towns or when you go into town mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Because Whereas... they're probably being tighter on some of the places that had more separatist sympathies. Yeah. And then Pantora, you have like everything there. Yeah. But even so, just because it's a big city, I mean, Coruscant, it's the uh, the xenophobia. There's basically a, a cleansing, in Palpatine's terms, of Coruscant, where all the non-humanoid peoples are taken off Coruscant or super relegated to the lowest, lowest levels. Is it non-humanoid or just non-human? Because you don't see Thrawn is the only. Mm, yeah, I think it's non-human or near human. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you're right. Yeah, because yeah, they like exiled to other places. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very brutal. Yeah. What the what the Empire does. 
that guy at the beginning of the episode. Okay, who's, if you took a look. Who's trying oh, to get on his ship and he's panicking because yes. they will not let him on. Yeah, because he's, he's bought passage. And he probably bought it before... Way. Before this all came into being. Yes. Because um, we actually do get a little bit of a time scale for how mm-hmm. long it's been since Order 66. So Rex was there last week. And I want to say in the previous episode, they mentioned something about another week. So it's been a couple weeks mm-hmm. since so, the fall of the Republic. Yeah. Ooh, it reminds me of actually how they're doing this. Um, uh, my husband was telling me about, I can't remember if it was under Stalin or Lenin. I'm so sorry. Um, they had like passports for traveling within the country, mm. and so that's why in Anastasia they have the the passport things when they're on the train, Ew. and it's it, the, the, everything's red. Says <laughs> the one guy. Yeah, and they don't have the correct ones, correct fake ones to get to travel within mm-hmm. the area, and so that's and it's a like, lot like that because yeah. the planets on Star Wars are more like cities. With, mm-hmm. with like individual like country because like a system is like a, a, a kind of the the galaxy is like like the republic is like a country mm-hmm. and the planets are city states within that country yes and then the cities are cities <laughs> yeah the cities are like small towns yeah and star wars planets are weird because they always have well, not always they often have like one biome. Uh huh. Like, <laughs> like one. Except for Naboo. Naboo, Naboo yeah. Like, cause it has like swampland and grasslands and then the waterfall cliff area things. Lethal at least has an ocean besides the grasslands and the hills. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, um, all around is. Had to have variety because you don't get just mountains. No, only mountains. Only mountains? Only mountains. No, oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> It is beautiful in the Obi Wan oh. show, though. Um, yes, yeah, so and it is no more. Alderaan <gasps> is also dead. It is also dead. As this is Bale and Brea. Ah, poop! They're all dead. <laughs> ah, poop! All dead. Just like oops, all berries. <laughs> oh, my. we laugh through the pain. We do. Um, so, Cut and Sue and the kids and Hunter and Wrecker—they're going to the spaceport. And they're getting a little bit antsy because Tech hasn't shown up with chain codes mm-hmm. and they're worried he's not going to get there in time. Mm-hmm. And then they find out um, that, oh, so, yeah, Omega takes them because Tech and, Tech and Echo are arguing like, okay, how are we going to get this to them? Because there's way too many troops around. Like, mm-hmm. we can't get out without being seen. And Tech is like, oh, no, I could totally get out without being seen. It'll be fine. Like, we just can't get caught with the chain codes. And Echo's like, we can't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and uh, Omega does do it. She just doop, 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 doop. Yeah, she just walks out with him. And I love how the way that Echo turns around, he's like, oh, where's the chain codes? Like, just kind of like, oh, hey, that's that's weird. Wait, where's Omega? And they're both like, <laughs> he's in full oh, panic no. mode. And so then... They, so Omega's going to 100, and Echo, meanwhile, so he's trying to get the ship un, unmagnetized, because yeah. it's, it's, it's got a boot. It's got a, it's got a space boot it's on it. space boot. Which I don't understand how the space boots work. So. Because it's, it flies. Does it, does it magnetize it to the ground? But that's not how magnets work. 
You can't magnet to the ground. So my guess, so so how I think it works is, so it looks like it's a, a class. Yes. So, but that has a mechanism, so it goes into the ground, and it's all on a solid, like, either metallic or, like, like some sort of platform, and then you have the ground, or or there's, yeah, and then you have the, no, 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 you have the metal platform, you have a clasp, and so they put the ship down, its landing gear is in between the clasp, it magnetizes, so it's like it's squeezing it. It's a very big na- a magnet. It works. <laughs> okay, but how does it work? Because we see these in Rebels, too, because they impound Leia's ships, but mm-hmm. they don't take them anywhere. They just boot them in the middle of the this like grasslands so what are the magnets magnetized to the center of the planet you know what it's fake and in space i'll tell i'll, I'll <laughs> we'll, go with that we'll take it i will take that you know, that's a good question actually i because we've seen big ships take off with things attached kind of yeah and it why are the boots works? different maybe it disables the engines so you can't take off oh uh, but it doesn't disable the electronics but the electronics don't push the ship forward. They just tell the engines what to do. Um, but anyway, yeah, Echo's trying to get the boot off. Mm-hmm. And then <gasps> it's not coming off. Troops come up. What? <laughs> and he's like, I'm the maintenance tech. In the, It's funny because Echo, one of his roles on the team is to kind of be the guy who goes investigate stuff. Not sort of undercover. Mm-hmm. every once in a while and um it works unless he talks yes and then he's <laughs> just not very convincing of an actor mm-hmm. and then tech is wait where's tech oh in this scene what happens is uh so tech's inside the ship he's trying to get it started yeah. and it's not working and then the trooper who's talking to echo is like no that's a dumb excuse and oh. is about to shoot him Maybe and then tech shoots him from behind so maybe it does turn off the electronics. Maybe. Huh. Maybe it does. Um, um, but, but yeah, tech, tech, yeah, that, yeah. That's where tech shows up. That's right. So then they're being pinned down by them. Meanwhile, we have Omega. She brings the change codes right on time. And Gim's out and she's like, oh, but tech made an extra. Ha ha. And I'm sorry, I'm making her sound really dumb, but but she's not. But it's like, ha ha, he made an extra. She's so trusting. She she, th- she thinks that everything is fine and hunky-dory. And and Cut's like, you didn't tell her? And Hunter then is when Hunter tells her, you're going with them. You'll be safe. They're great. Awesome. You don't want to be with us. I'm inadequate. They can give you a good life. And she's like, I want to stay with you. I left Camino with you. <laughs> Which is, we'll find out later why it's so important to her Mm -hmm. um and but but she goes with them um i think and oh you can it's so heartbreaking you can see on her face that she thinks that hunter is sending her away Mm -hmm. because and she says as much later on he thinks that she's she that she thinks that he's sending her away because she screwed up with the Nexu. Mm-hmm. And because she was on the ship when she wasn't supposed to be. Like, she thinks that he thinks that she's just baggage and mm-hmm. that she's just in the way and is too much trouble. And what Hunter is doing, like, he probably, in a way, it's a very selfless thing because at this point, even, I think he loves Omega. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's not quite like he's her big brother slash dad yet, but it's like going in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't communicated any of that. He left this very painful discussion with her till the very, very last moment when she had to go because Hunter, Hunter, I think is one of those people who he avoids interpersonal conflict as much as he can yes Um, as we see with like crosshair and stuff mm -hmm. if if there is a con like interpersonal conflict thing or a thing he is not sure how to deal with he just doesn't Mm -hmm. he just doesn't to deal with it and just pushes it off until he absolutely can't anymore um and it breaks omega's heart Mm -hmm. here and he's not trying to hurt her but he does Mm -hmm. and but yeah, Omega gets on the ship because she thinks that her new big brother doesn't want her anymore. And it's real sad. And Hunter tech calls and is like, hey, Hunter, we gotta go. We gotta go right now. And Hunter's like, okay, I'm on my way. Mm-hmm. He goes, I hate off. my life and I hate myself. <laughs> and <laughs> he goes with record. Do, 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 do. And anyway, so they're. So they're, uh, basically, Morkland troopers are coming, do-do-do, and they're fighting them off, do-do-do, and this is where, wait, is it Wrecker who says, where's, where's Omega? Yeah, because he didn't tell anybody else on the team, either. Mm-hmm. Except, Except for Tech, Tech who, who had to make the extra chain code. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and which, of course, he'd think, well, none of us are going with her, with, with Cut and Sue, mm-hmm. so of course it's going to be for Omega. Yeah. So, yeah, and Wrecker's like, where's Omega? She's not mm-hmm. coming. And, and they're like, <gasps> and then, and then, there's Omega. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Omega, we cut back to Omega on the ship, and and Sue's like, asks her, hey, are you ready to go? And she looks at Sue with her big, big, big brown eyes, mm-hmm. and is like, no. By the way, can we talk about how awesome Cut and Sue are? Because They're so great. not only did they agree to take in another kid, mm-hmm. which I mean would obviously be the charitable thing to do, but they're in a situation where they are about to be refugees, their future is uncertain, they have to take care of their own kids, and Hunter just springs on them, hey. Do you want an extra? Do you want another kid? Will you will you raise another kid? And they're like, yes, all the kids. We will take care of all of them. Mm-hmm. But then they also actually ask Omega, do you really want to go? And clearly they let her go back because mm-hmm. they're like, you don't want to be here. Yeah, because from Sue's face, she's is going to listen to Omega. Yeah. So what she wants and and care about what is best for her mm-hmm. and not just like uh, and take yeah. what she actually what omega wants to do into account because mm-hmm. she is she's a person mm-hmm. and she's she 11 wait 12 how old is omega we don't know we actually had a discussion about this before and we, we came to the conclusion that she can't be any more than 12 biologically though Here's a, here's a crack theory. Crack theory. What if she actually has slowed down aging? Which would mean that actually she would be modified. So it's not real. But <laughs> huh. 
slowed down aging. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Like, what if she's down aging though? I know, but what if she's like the same age as that would give them more time to experiment on her? That would. What if she's the same age as Boba, but she's biologically younger? (gasps) What if this was a plan from Palpatine? have like slow age so that when he inevitably rose again that he would have another clone army to because he has contingencies upon contingencies contingencies that word which (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. i i don't know i don't know i don't think that she does because then she would have to be modified and she can't be any more than 12 I, i think 12 is about a good guess yeah yeah, that seems about right. But we see her. She's like, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like almost a, right after Hunter says, oh, she's not coming. Wait for me. <laughs> they're like, well, Hunter's like, <laughs> there's, they're shooting, they're shooting, they're mm-hmm. shooting everywhere. And you see him kick into kick-ass protection mode. Gotta, gotta protect the, all, all of them. And he gets Wrecker. Because Echo can't get the magnetized to not magnetize. <laughs> the magnetized to not magnetize. <laughs> and which he does. I mean, Wrecker just pulls it apart. Um, and they're at this point, uh, Megan mentioned earlier uh, when we were watching the episode, they are they, they are not trying not to kill the other clones at this point. No, um, because even though they, they kind of know about the programming and now they know about the chips... I don't think the implications have sunk in quite quite fully. yet. Now, are they actually killing the clones? Because most of the, a lot of them that we see on the ground, they kind of are moving a bit. But um, uh, that might have been one of those requirements, like S and P requirements. Yeah, although, but do not they still all of them for streaming. But not all of them are moving. Not all of them are moving. So they're not trying as hard to not kill them as they're going to mm-hmm. later. later. But, so, yeah. But, Megan makes it. Mm-hmm. They get on the ship. They get on the ship. They take off. Yep. And then Hunter and Omega have a little heart to heart. A little heart to heart. I feel bad that she does apologize because she's like, I know I messed up, and blah, 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 I want to stay with you. Mm-hmm. And... And you can tell that he is really relieved she's there. Really yeah. happy. Yeah, and I do like that his response is not, well, I guess we can keep you or anything like that. His response is, you know, I have a lot to learn too. Mm-hmm. I'm the one who messed up here. It wasn't you. It was me. Mm-hmm. And and then they kind of like turn to the dashboard and and Hunter's has got this very soft smile on his face cuz he's happy to have her here. He's happy to know that she's happy to be here. And I I love the if this is where you want to be then this is where you're staying in the of my feelings. All, all the feels and and that's where the episode ends. Done it. Yeah, the episode ends right about there. Yeah, it's uh, so what what did you think of this episode? Rewatching it again now two wait, two years? No. A year. Like a year and a half. A year a time has no meaning. <laughs> nope. Uh that's right. A year and a half after we originally saw it. You know, I when I first saw this episode, I didn't like it as much as Aftermath. And it's still not my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. 
but I think it's a lot more of a solid episode than I gave it credit for at first. I think it's it's hard coming off of Aftermath because Aftermath is such just a heavy, action-packed, big heavy. episode. It's mm-hmm. like its own little Star Wars movie. Yeah. And then you go to this and it's very slice of life mm-hmm. and very, I mean, it's it's kind of dire slice of life, but, you know, it's, it's a totally different feel. Mm-hmm. It's a lot softer. It's a lot gentler. It's a lot quieter. And it threw me for a loop, I think, the first time I watched it. But every time I've watched it since, I've really loved it. That's cool. What about you? Um, I, funnily enough, after watching it this time, I mean, I, I really like it. And mm-hmm. it's really cool to go back to Seleucami and see Cut and Sue again. And now that Jack and Shea are no longer horrible looking. <laughs> They're no longer terrible, terrible horrible. demon gremlins. No, not that they were horrible animation yes, from they, the original. No. It just, kids were not quite formed well. Um, kids in... It's hard. In the Star Wars animation, whether it's Clone Wars or Rebels style, are always kind of terrifying looking. Mm, they are. Um, but they look Jack much and look now. good now. They do. Omega's adorable. And Hera looks great oh, later Oh, Hera looks season. fantastic. Um... But Enuma. But um, watching it now, it actually has the feel of a Rebels episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's got that feel. I did not realize until <laughs> watching it this time. And I'm like, huh, it does have a Rebels feel to it. But I I, I really liked it. And um, especially the lighting on this one and like how they do like the little dust speckles in the oh yeah the dust motes and the in the farm and the with the weird corn pop with the weird corn crops corn corn crop corn crop pop like (laughs) it's a very solid episode it's not it isn't my favorite of the season no but but, uh it's it's really solid um Mm i was wondering do you think echo has like a special pillow for his head because he has because he has that thing thing the opposite the lobot thing i mean i think it has a different function than the lobot thing i think it's Mm -hmm. probably just to cover his i think it's to help him interface with the scomp things a little better Mm -hmm. because he's got a his helmet comes on in a certain way in a special way like yeah so Um, i wonder if he has like a special pillow you know maybe that's why he sleeps in a hammock because in the barracks he sleeps in a hammock And if you look at the Marauder, no matter which way you slice it, I've only ever seen two bunks. I bet he has a hammock thing that can just kind of go somewhere. Yeah. And, like, I bet he he has a little, like, hammock pullout. Maybe he likes sleeping in a hammock. I hope it's that he likes sleeping in a hammock better, that that's why he's sleeping in a hammock. And not just that they didn't get him a cot. Yeah, I I hope so. I, I heard that hammocks can actually be really good, like, if you um if for some people who have like like sensory things because it can create like a, a nice feeling um, oh because you're all kind of like wrapped yeah, up all snug like, yeah and they make some that special makes hammocks that makes for sense. that yeah um and like some kids sleep better in hammocks mm-hmm. i don't think my son would sleep better in a hammock no no anyway but yeah that uh final thoughts on cut and almost said cut and sue cut and run i like it they met cut they ran. I checked all the boxes. Checked all the boxes. They'd, we'd found out about Nunaball and uh, <laughs> discussed 
Um, gillipods? Is that what they're called? <laughs> gulli- gulliputs? Gulliputs? Gullip- I can't. Gillipuds? Yes. <laughs> it's cute little booty. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, count, counter, because we're going to start keeping kind of a counter now. Not a counter. It's not a counter. We're keeping track of a thing. <laughs> so, Becca, I remember you mentioned this nine months ago. Um, <laughs> that... The last time we recorded an episode that actually came out. It's been this 84 is, years. This is the second time we recorded the Cut and Run episode. The first time, the audio was so bad, I just couldn't justify it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying this again. Mm-hmm. Um, but way, 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 way back, you mentioned how it seems like they're always repeating the war is over that specific line. Yes. And so we're trying to keep track of who says it, depending on, in every single episode. So in Aftermath, it was, the first person who said it was um, one of the shock troopers who is telling them that the war is over. He just says the war is over. And then Crosshair says it while they're on Onderon. And the way Dee Bradley Baker reads the line is living rent-free in my head. And then in this episode, Hunter says it. And then maybe two minutes later, Rampart says it over um, the hollow deck. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because Cut then is like, but they're just ramping up troopers everywhere. Yeah. It's Well, every time somebody says it, it's like, Okay, so the war is over. Why are the shock troopers here? Mm-hmm. The war is over. Why is Saw Gerrera getting ready to fight? Mm-hmm. The war is over. Why are there all these troopers? The war is over. Why does it feel like they're taking over? Mm-hmm. The war is over. But is it is is it really or is this just is this just a new form of of the war? Uh-huh. It's fascism fascism is bad yes that's our takeaway there so, we go <laughs> <laughs> if you uh want to get in contact with us we have an email at tapocatransmissions at gmail.com if you want to tell us what the corn pop crops are yes, cause please we... tell us what the corn pop crops are <laughs> i am curious we don't know what they is are is it corn is it giant jicama is it space C- berries cacao space cacao C- cacao round but calf? Is it calf? Oh. Is it where calf comes from? No, no, that's an interesting thought. Um, hmm. uh, although calf would probably come from a more tropical climate. Yeah, probably. Unless calf is actually not like coffee, but instead like postum. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. For anybody who hasn't had postum, it's a, um, so you know Wheaties, Wheaties, <laughs> Wheaties the cereal. If Wheaties was a hot drink, that's postum. Ooh. I just, I don't know how I feel about that. It's really good with honey and heavy cream. Maybe one day I'll try it. Okay. One one day. One day. But I also put more and more in than you're supposed to. Like, you're supposed to do, like, one teaspoon, and I'm like, nope. Well, that's kind of like ins- instructions on hot chocolate. It's like, one package for eight ounces. One. I'm like, <laughs> whenever I make tea, it's always two bags of tea. Mm, tea. Leaf soup. Yep, I I keep all food is soup. <laughs> the thousand yard stare returns. <laughs> Slurpees or soup? Slurp- it's a cold soup. It's a gazpacho. Is it gazpacho? No, it's just cold soup. 
Okay, no, but now I'm curious. I gotta look up gazpacho. What? What is? Wait, how did you say it? <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> See you know, next. <laughs> so you know those kids who grew up reading words instead of hearing them? Yes. I'm one of those kids. That's okay. I do that. Um, my word was um macabre. I thought it was macabre <laughs> for the longest time. Yeah. And then interview intrigue mm. so i knew the word intrigue yeah but whenever i read it i was like oh intrigue what is that <laughs> so gazpacho <clears throat> and blah, 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 is a cold soup and drink made of raw blended vegetables huh mm, i don't think coke slurpees are a gazpacho because it is vegetables but coke slurpee is not vegetables <laughs> but it is in a cold soup maybe so meat pies are s- portable stews. I won't argue with that. That okay. is correct. <laughs> um, that that is correct. Arempas yeah. are portable soup. Mm-hmm. Cornish pasties, portable soup. Portable soup. Empanadas, dumplings, dumplings. Portable soup. soup, dumplings. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you have the portable soup in the soup. In this in of dumplings. the soup, I hmm. burrito hmm. portable soup, burrito not enough sauce. Hmm. Is pizza a soup though? I don't think pizza is a soup. It's a really thick soup, and the crust is the bowl. Anyway, anyway, so <laughs> is Star Wars a soup? <laughs> is the galaxy far, far away a soup? It's a soup of stars and planets. And space in the galaxy far, far away does behave more like water. Mm, and it does rotate. Mm. Are black holes drinking the soup? So, thank you for listening to Japoka <laughs> Transmissions. If you've made it this far, we appreciate you. Um, again, if you want to get into contact with us, reach out to us at Transmissions at gmail.com. We do have a Twitter and though it may uh, not be up for much longer uh we'll see as twitter um i cannot believe i'm sitting here with five different levels of imposter syndrome while the richest man in the world is off pulling wires out of the wall until something breaks (laughs) stuffing them them in his eyes and going how dare you do this to me (laughs) Uh, anyway we do have a Twitter account that that's probably going to move yeah, somewhere or I honestly I might just delete it because it's there's some nasty stuff going on at but Twitter now. It might be um, um I we we might be starting up a TikTok soon. We might be. Yeah, now that my schedule is clearing up a bit and my schedule will clear up probably in the next month or so. Yeah. So we might actually have time to promote this podcast <laughs> and record episodes. So be looking out for Topoka transmissions. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Mayhaps. Uh, mayhaps. Um, join us next time for our discussion of replacements, an episode I've wanted to talk about since we started this podcast. Mm-hmm.